You're listening to Ted Shuttlesworth's Faith Alive Network, spreading the healing gospel of Christ to our world. Thank you, Brother Steve. This is Brother Shuttlesworth, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast. The Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And you're going to be blessed as you listen today. Go with me now into a live service. Now, here's the question. Why long life? What's the purpose of it? God doesn't do anything by accident. Everything he does is by divine design. Why long life? Why walk in health? Are you hearing me? There are reasons why in the Bible, and I'll get to them before we're done, that people don't live as long as they could. But before we get to it, let's answer that question. Why would God want us to live long? Psalm 116, verse 15, if you're able to underline this, remember this, it'll help you. Psalm 116, verse 15, the Bible says, King James Version, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Precious, everybody say precious. In the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. I've heard this preached by others. Oh, the Lord sees his children and they're dead. How precious. The word precious there doesn't mean that. Any concordance or actually a a word study, you'll find the word precious is translated from the Hebrew Chalde, costly or expensive. So when you translate it from the original language, it means it's very expensive and costly in God's sight when his children die. Very expensive, very costly in the sight of the Lord when his children die, which leads us to the next question. Why? Why is it expensive? Why is it costly in God's sight, the Lord's sight, precious or expensive? Why is it expensive in his sight when his children die? Well, you just turn back to the words of Jesus in Matthew 9. Matthew chapter 9, verses 37 and verse 38. Then saith he, that is Jesus, unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. You see, bringing in this end time harvest of lost souls, it requires laborers. But Jesus prophetically speaking in Matthew 9 said, the laborers are few. So what are we to pray? Jesus said in that end time harvest, we're to pray that God will send laborers into his harvest. God needs you, my brother, to keep preaching the gospel, warning people that Jesus is coming and to get your life right. It's not time to retire. The only retire that preachers should do is the four new ones they put on their car. Are you hearing me? I intend to preach until God calls me home. He didn't deposit, invest anything or everything in you that he's not going to put a demand on what 
he's deposited in you. And so it is too expensive. It is too costly for his children to die before their time. Are you hearing me? Why does he give us long life? Because he needs you to bring in the end time harvest of lost souls. You see, it's not all about us. It's about those that don't know him. And we need to retrain our mind. We need to get rid of religious traditional teaching and get back to the word of God and understand he'll give us long life that we might bring in the end time harvest. Some of you got some children that need to be saved and you don't need to be going home yet. You need to be on the earth praying their soul out of the devil's bondage. The Bible says the Lord looseth the prisoners. Oh, hallelujah. Let him open the door. When I pray, my family shall be saved. Hallelujah. Why long life? Because we need as many laborers as we can get into the harvest field, according to Jesus. And it's one of the things in the New Testament that he asked us to pray for. Pray that the Lord will send laborers into his harvest. Can you say amen? I had my tent up in uh, Springfield, Massachusetts, West Springfield. And I met with all the workers that were going out to witness to the people to get him in the tent. And there was a lady, and she was talking with her friend to the people around that had gathered. I bought their lunch. We were in a restaurant. I gave them stacks of materials for themselves to train themselves. And she was saying, well, you know, even though I have this cane, I'm going to get out there. And she kept talking. But she wasn't saying it in the right spirit. And it grieved my spirit. I said, Lord, what is it? He said, she's glorying in her disease instead of giving me the glory. He said, go over and tell her she can't go out on the street that she's not going to be a good witness. I'm already in trouble, Jesus. I get in trouble nightly. I do this professionally. But I knew the voice of God, Pastor Edlin. I went over. I put my arm around her. I put the biggest smile I could. I said, I'm not going to let you go out with these workers. Oh, why not? I, she said, don't let this crippling disease. And then she said, that the Lord gave me. When she said the Lord gave me, I went blank. Because God doesn't make anybody sick. He doesn't destroy anybody. I said, sister... This week, I'm going to pray for the sick. I want you to come through the prayer line. And when the Lord heals you, then you can go out and witness. But right now, you need to get a readjustment. Amen. People go to the chiropractor. Well, they get a readjustment. Well, sometimes there's a few preachers, not a lot, but there's some. They're going to give you a readjustment. The word of God is for correction and reproof and rebuke, instruction in righteousness. Amen. It was tough, my friend. Tough, tough, tough. But I said, you can't go out. She pulled a lip. I mean, you could have rolled biscuits on it. Are you hearing me? I, but I told her the conclusion of the matter. I said, you come when I pray for the sick and the Lord will heal you. I didn't cut her off from grace. I thank God that she had a willing heart. But the Lord said she glories in that sickness. In other words, she's giving glory to it, strength to it. God didn't make her sick. I prayed for another woman. My wife remembers this in Rhode Island. She came forward. She was a Catholic lady. And I was preaching, and I said, what do you believe in God for? She said, ask God to give me strength so that I can bear up under this crippling uh, infirmity and uh, this disease. 
I said, you believe God made you? Oh, yeah, yeah, God gave it to me. But she said, I still witness to my doctors. I said, well, that's scriptural. You shall receive crippling disease and you shall be my witnesses. She said, is that in the Bible? I said, no, but I said, we got to write it in for you. So I said, I'm going to pray the way you believe. I laid hands on her. I said, Lord, she believes you put these things on people so they can witness and have a greater anointing. God, I said, strike her blind in both eyes. Let her go deaf in both ears. And she ducked right out from under my hand. I said, I'm not done. Fill her with cancer and kill her. Amen. I'll never forget the pastor. He was an elderly pastor, about 86. He was going, <laughs> he was trying to figure out how to get the mic back from me. Amen. I know what was going on. I said, now I've prayed according to the way you believe. She said, I don't want him to give me cancer. You were there. She said, I don't want him to make me blind. I said, I was just praying according to the way you believe. I said, I believe he'll take that crippling disease out of your body. It's not God that puts disease and crippling things on you. He's the one that takes them off of you. I laid hands on her a second time and went, oh, 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 before I did that, she said, well, maybe I don't have any faith. I said, you got faith. You got 25 minutes worth. I preached for 25 minutes. She said, I can't win with you. Amen. But I mean to tell you, when we prayed the second time, there was like a cracking sound in her joints and arms, and her body straightened right up. She lifted that walker over her head, walked up the center aisle. She said, look, everybody, I'm healed. Amen. It's getting people to get their mind renewed to the word of God. God wants you to walk in health. He needs you you in this end time revival he needs you to bring in the lost and you need the strength and the health of God in your flesh can you say amen this is why God wants us to have long life. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 20, Paul needed help. But he said, Trophimus, have I left it? My lead him sick. But he said, when the winter comes, I want you to get him to me uh, that I might abode or abide. Hallelujah. It cost Paul something in this missionary journey. He had to leave a worker behind because he was sick. There was another time that said the worker was nigh unto death because of the work of God. Not that God made him that way, but because he didn't and rest his body. He didn't come apart and rest like Jesus said. And the natural body wears down. There's things we can do, and I want to finish with this. I want to thank every one of you that are listening to Faith Alive Radio Network. I'm excited about this, and I am looking for people to stand with us on a monthly basis as partners to help us take the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. I've used this saying for many years, our cause is Christ. Our compassion is for souls and our commitment is to the world. And no matter what nation of the world that you're listening to this Faith Alive Network, whatever nation you're in, you are a part of God's end time plan. Jesus taught us to go out into the highways and hedges and to compel people to come in. And by your support as a partner, you can help us do this. If you'll go to www.tedshuttlesworth.com forward slash give, you can sow a gift today to help us.